is the 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his exact twin. Mine is being born and raised in Kentucky and his heroic military service and being born to a completely other mother, Kent Chungus. Hi, Kent. Hey. Oh, hey. I always tend to hit you mid-drag on your vape, and so your voice is like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, y'all. We're here. Hey, I have a question for you. What? Have you ever been to a strip club? So many. (laughs) Yeah, I have. Did Did you know that... Uh, almost 90% of strippers come from a religious background. That makes sense. Yeah, I thought so, too, because I was going to be like, oh, yeah, of course, because then they're angry about their upbringing, blah, blah, blah. But to make that in- the statistic even more interesting, 91% of strippers are very close with their parents still. So you would think that they're running away from their religion or something, but in so many cases, they're still... You know, very close with their parents. So, well, I think the- that the whole strippers have daddy issues and come from broken homes thing is a pretty big misconception. Because, I mean, I was friends with a lot of strippers, <laughs> they were they all had good upbringings and were healthy people that had healthy hobbies and uh, were good people, and they just made a lot of money stripping. Yeah, and it's good money. Well, I think that's that's exactly once you can get over the uh, the initial what am I even doing? Once you know what you're doing, the money's good. So it you know as long as your gravity hasn't taken a hold of your parts, you know. If I can make eight hundred dollars a night just helicoptering my wiener at a dude's face, <laughs> I would quit podcasting right now. <laughs> I hate to say it, I might too. <laughs> If all I've got to do is shake my wiener around, let's be honest, it wouldn't really helicopter, just jiggle. But if all I had to do was gyrate my hips at a, at a dude, an old dude, even if he's trying to reach into my urethra, I would like take that money right now. $800 a night, one urethra fingering, count me in. Wow. Wash your hands. We're all done. Oh man. Um yeah, one time one time I was on this East Coast tour where I had to go speak in all these different cities uh to groups of people and uh, it started in Maine. We were in Maine. It was freezing cold. It was like winter. Um and I was in the hotel and I went down to the the bottom of the hotel to see if the restaurant was open so I walked over to the bar. And they were like, no, it's closed, but the place across the street has really good food. And I looked across the street, I was like, is it near the strip club over there? And they're like, no, it is the strip club. And I was like, oh, uh. And then uh, I asked them if they could break a 20. 
they handed me 10 $2 bills. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing. You've got to know that, right? Like I asked you to break a 10 and you get you 20 and you gave me all $2 bills. What, what did you rob a museum? There is a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> a Mormon walks into a strip club, <laughs> gets to the. So yeah, I'm still at the hotel bar. Like, oh, you know, this, oh break this they have a lot of out. men. Yeah. yeah, and it's empty. It's like nobody's there. But I have this fistful of two dollar bills, and I'm like, you. So this is weird. See, there's got to be a story behind this. Like, how did you get this many two dollar bills? And they said, well, we have an agreement with the strip club across the street that we'll send them business and they'll send us business. Um, and part of the agreement is... We rent by of, the hour. Instead of ones, <laughs> they give out $2 bills. And I'm like, that is genius. Because if you break any cash there at the hotel, you're going to walk out of there with $2 bills, which if you're going to go stuff them in some Speedo somewhere, you know, that's double the double the dollars. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty ingenious. Though, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I don't know if this makes me sound dark or weird or what, but um, one time I was in Vegas at a business thing and it was after business hours and I was in my hotel and I met up with some of the other business guys and they were like, well, let's go to dinner and then maybe we could go to a strip club. And I was like, I don't want to go to a strip club. And they're like, oh, cause you're Mormon. I was like, no. And here, literally, this is my philosophy. I said, I said, why would I go to a strip club and stare at stuff if I can't that I can't touch? And I'm in Vegas. If I'm gonna spend <laughs> money, I'm gonna spend it on something I can use. <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna get the other girl, the one that you know. There's things that happen, and they kind of looked at me like, "Oh, you mean like a hooker?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you if I was gonna the do that." On them. And then when they said no, you're like, oh, because you're Christian. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, if I'm gonna do, if I'm gonna pay money, I'm gonna get something good out of it. And they're like, whoa. And I, obviously, I didn't go to the strip club because hookers. <laughs> See, I always, I never, I, I like strip clubs. I always enjoyed really? them. I was, in, I spent a lot of my twenties in strip clubs. <laughs> I was never one to go up the stage though. You always hung and, back. I always hung back at a table, mm. drank a beer, Jägermeister shots, because, <laughs> I mean, with the exception of, like, how far away they are. Yeah. I cannot, I can sit here and not shove money into people's underwear and still see the same thing you are. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's like a five foot difference. There's also, there's also, and I can't even remember if I already wrote this into the script, so I might, I be, might be getting myself in trouble, but <clears throat> in looking into strip clubs, I, I realized something too. There's, there's a bit of a racket that goes on because when it comes to like lap dances, for example. Yeah, I never did those either. Um, the way that they charge you is, is based on the song, uh, or, or I'm sure there's more than one way, but. How they often get you is they just don't tell you how long the song's going to be, though. And so if if you That's end why up, I would always choose Freebird. <laughs> you end up paying a lot more than it's you an eleven think minute you're song. <laughs> Drum solo from Inagata De Vida. You're like, wow. I will say I'm it was raw. weird whenever I requested uh, the Thunder Rolls by Jack <laughs> or by Garth Brooks. <laughs> Just because it was funny watching a stripper try to be sexy to the Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. <laughs> Those hips move at the dun, dun, dun. 
the lightning flashes in her eyes. <laughs> it's a song about killing her husband. <laughs> I'm just hard as a rock. That's, just, that's that's a visual right there. Oh my goodness. Oh, I've got asthma now. <clears throat> Look what you did. Um, it's even right, weirder so, when I requested the dance. <laughs> which is the song play often at funerals. <laughs> Yeah, you you picked some good. All the prom playlists is basically yeah. what you're. After that, to. I was like, one more song. She was like, please no. I was like, Good Riddance by Green Day. <laughs> I want to see you dance on my wiener to Good Riddance by Green Day, followed by Lady in Red. <laughs> oh man, I if I ever do go to a strip club, I'll go with you. Oh, that'd be fun. Also. Probably culturally jarring. Trying to shake her hip. I hope you have the time of your life. <laughs> so take the photographs and still frames in your mind. <laughs> I'm like, she's whispering in her ear. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she's crying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so I, I also so this was an interesting set of googling that I did for this episode. But I googled some fun strip club names. Okay. Um, I a lot of these obviously I had to look up with eyes closed. Just had to try and make out the letters on the screen with my fingers. But uh, here's here's some booby bung <laughs> booby bungalow. Okay. Uh, Uranus Lounge. Oh, that's there a gay is, bar. <laughs> There's literally one called Vaginas R Us. Little which, on the nose. I guess so. The rear end, uh, mm. and it opens at four if you're down there. Um, the rear end opens at four <laughs> if you're down there. <laughs> it's they, The strippers there only show their buttholes. It's, they, they wear blue jeans and T-shirts, but the jeans have a hole... Cut in the back of them. You only see buttholes. It's butthole-only strip club. Proctologists frequent the joint just so that <laughs> they find new clientele there. That way. And they're like, Trixie, uh, great dance. By the way, I need to see you next week. We're, we've got a little bit of inflammation we got to talk about. Well, you got to work on your wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <clears throat> the Great Alaskan Bush Company. Oh, that's one I would frequent. Yeah, that sounds kind of, it looked, it looks pretty rough and tumble. Uh, Fuzzy Holes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. little 70s. Yeah. Uh, here's one. Cruising, cruising Chubbies. <laughs> is that, a, <laughs> is that a, like a plus size strip club? No, It's at the back of a Maurice's. <laughs> or more likely a Burger King. Oh man. Here's what this is serious too. There's one called Cherry's Sexual Harassment Pub. Okay. <laughs> well, all bets are off there. Exactly. You're like, uh, how much does it cost to touch one of them? It's like nothing. <laughs> if you want. You can punch one if you want. <laughs> Oh, man. We're not cleared through the FDA or anything. 
All right, we'll round FDA, out the yeah. list. Better Business Bureau. Uh, better. <laughs> also the FDA. Also the, the FDA. FDA is not reviewing what you're eating <laughs> in a strip club. Uh, all right, rounding out the list. Here's one. Adult Cabaret, which doesn't sound too bad until you see the signs. They, they took over an old steakhouse that had a giant Angus cow mounted above the sign. So sends kind of a mixed message about what might be inside, but it's probably a great place to eat out if you're oh, in that sort of I see what you did there, Aunt. <laughs> I see what you did there. So There's nothing sadder than watching a middle-aged woman dance on what used to be the buffet bar of a steakhouse. What's funny is that same woman was dancing on the same buffet bar when it was a steakhouse. (laughs) She just changed uniforms. Started working on her wink. Ouch. My cheeks hurt so bad. Oh, that uncut was amazing. And then now this. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. All right. Back to the script. I have such bad asthma. I'm going to use my inhaler. Hold on. Okay. I've got a blue one and a red one. Your face is red. What's the temperature look like in there? 119 today? (laughs) I have a blue one and a red inhaler. It's kind of like the Matrix. You use them on severity levels? Oh, you brought the red out. I'm killing it. Here we go. Oh, that's the good stuff. Okay. All right. I wonder how many people that use inhalers right now are breathing in with me holding their breath probably you know i'm not a doctor but if you would have some kind of just one form of air circulation in that little hell chamber that you work in there it would probably help with your asthma drastically because you're not supposed to just keep breathing in the carbon monoxide that your body filters out it's true it's true that's why i have this absorbent pad underneath me it kind of soaks in all the urine Or whatever. <coughs> oh. All right. <clears throat> anyway. Today, we're going to head to a little strip club in South Carolina. You, you know, you really can't use the term strip club and then the word South in the same sentence or whatever comes out right after the word South sounds dirty. Uh, but we head to the South of Carolina to a little town called Columbia where Chastity's Nightclub which probably should have made the list except for I needed it for the story, uh, lights up the night with its greased-up poles and undulating ladies enticing you to take a visual tour of their South Virginia. I was hoping you'd laugh at that. Yeah, you got you to giggle. I'm, I don't need an inhaler. I got a chortle. I'll take a chortle. Okay. Um, earlier in the evening, at midnight, one of the gentlemen's club's gentlemen named Dwayne Herring, shot his rounds at John John, the strip club owner, as is customary in many strip clubs. And I knew it was going to be a Dwayne. (laughs) And it's spelled Dwayne, D-E-W-A-Y-N. Yeah, I know. Dwayne. I know. I've heard this story, but I know. (laughs) You know all the I know this guy. Yeah. Well, as it's customary in many strip clubs, based solely on my Googling of what is customary at strip clubs, there are little rooms where you can go if you have enough money. And in these rooms, nobody ever knows what happens. But I have to assume it's where you go to pray for repentance to what you have just beheld out in the big room. Mm-hmm. I also uh-huh. glow if you bring a black lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it looks like you're getting a dance inside plutonium. A lot of prayer tears, I guess, on the walls. That's what yeah. I'm saying. All right. Well, moving on. It is, uh, it is in one of these rooms where John John discovered Dwayne Herring, who had probably apparently never looked into the protocol for praying, had accidentally taken all of his clothes off. John John probably explained to him that nudity while praying around the other people in a public place is both illegal and a sin uh, if you're also caught undulating profusely as he was. And so he showed him what the parking lot looked like from an accelerated headstand. Uh, Dwayne, <laughs> Dwayne must have really not liked the feeling of asphalt on his buttocks because he chose to take his 357 Magnum from his vehicle and shoot unrepentantly at the wooden door of the strip club. One bullet passed through the door and also through the head of John John, who was standing behind it. Uh, Dwayne fled the scene in his vehicle, and Richland County investigators were able to track him to his home through the use of witness statements and evidence recovered at the scene. At approximately 4 a.m., investigators and uniformed officers knocked on the door of Dwayne's home, announced who they were, and that they had a search warrant in hand. Herring refused to open the door. The sheriff's department forced entry into the residence through the front door, announced who they were again, and Herring confronted them in the hallway. Officers said, uh, officers said that Herring then fled to a bedroom where he drew a weapon and pointed it at them. Herring was shot by the officers in the arm, and that is where we start this 911 call. Okay. Took us a long time to get here. <laughs> so this guy, just to summarize it, this guy, Dwayne, got naked in the back section, the dance section of the strip club, and he wasn't supposed to. Right. And um and then was tried and then the owner what was the owner's name? John John. John John tried to kick him out and yep. then and then Dwayne pulled a gun, shot John John in the head, fled the scene, and now the police are at his house and he's uh holed up in a bedroom. Yes. With a gunshot wound. Right. From the pot cops. Exactly. Okay. And that's where this 911 call starts. If I had a dollar. <laughs> you ready for me to press play on this? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I forget every time. Anyway. The time of your life. <laughs> Here we go. Sir, so you can tell them what you told me. Sir? Yes. Where are you at? I'm at 460, Alexander Circle. You're inside the house? Yeah, in the yard. Okay, what's going on? Well, they come into my house wanting to get me out, telling me there's a sheriff's department. That ain't so. You said that's not the sheriff's department? They already shot me. They shot you? Where are you shot? In my left arm. And they, they came in the house barging in and shooting. Okay, what's your name? Dwayne Herring, H-E-R-I-N-G. 460, Arizona. Okay, Dwayne, I want you to hold on the phone for me, okay? Do not just hold on the phone. Are you armed? My left arm's been shot. I got no, no, no. 
Okay, really quick. I need I need to stop this really quick. She asks him right there. Are you are you armed? Yeah, my left arm's been Yeah, I got armed by the cops. Yeah, armed. We call it getting winged. But Exactly. Dwayne armed is not the same as getting winged by a bullet. Oh, I, I I was like, oh, I should just let that roll by. But no, I had to stop. So I'm glad you caught that part, too. All right, back to the call. Here we go. Do you have a gun in your possession? I do. You do? What kind yeah. of gun do you have? A three fifty seven Magnum. A six shot. Okay, Dwayne? Yeah. Yes, what, what made them come in the house? I don't got no. You hear him, Robert? I hear him. Where exactly are you at in the house? I'm in the, one of the back bedrooms. You said you said you had what kind of weapon? I've got a, 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 a three fifty seven Magnum six cylinder. I mean a revolver, handgun. I've had forever. Did you call the police or something? I mean, did you know why they were there? No, ma'am. They just came busted in. I don't have any idea why they're there, why they're here. I played golf and I came home and went to bed. And all of a sudden, they just come busting in. Busted down the front door, came in shooting up my house. And me. That's not the sheriff's department. Okay, where exactly are you hit? You're hit in the arm? My left arm. Please have somebody here, please. I'm in the city. Okay, are you are you bleeding really bad? Bleeding bad enough to be hurt, yeah. Okay, do you have something that you can put around your arms to stop the bleeding? Not really, ma'am. So you don't have like a t-shirt or anything that you can tie around your arm? Okay, listen to me, Dwayne. You got to put the gun down because they are outside. If the police, they're not going to hurt you, but they're afraid that you might hurt them. Why are they outside? Hey, Dwayne. Dwayne? Yeah. Hey, this is uh, Joe Woods on Richland 911. I'm on the radio right now with the deputy, okay? Yeah. He's telling me, hold on a second, okay? Hold on. Okay, listen to me, okay? I'm talking to the deputy now. He wants you to put the gun down. It is the deputies out there, okay? They are out there, but we need you to put the gun down and put your hands up in the air and come out. But let me know when you're coming out. Okay? Let me me know why I should come out. Okay, the officers will talk to you when they get there, okay, when you come out. Wait a minute, this whole thing is really mysterious to me. It just doesn't sound like it. If you wire my phone or something, I don't trust you. 
Okay, sir. It is the deputies out there, okay? Well, tell me why they are out there. That's all I ask. Okay. Hold on, hold on one second, sir. Okay. Are you still 10-3 on site, too? Am I what? find out who's got okay I'm at the key up on take two and H N three. Need to find out what? Hold hold on one second there, okay? to the uh, deputy on Alexander that is talking to the subject at this time. I can hear you on the phone. Can you acknowledge? Mm -hmm. Central to the unit out of Alexander that is talking to the subject through the door at this time. I can hear you. The subject is stating he wants to know why you're out there. He's not going to come out. Okay, Dwayne? Yeah. Okay. They need to talk to you about something that happened earlier tonight. They have a warrant. Okay? But we need to get your medical attention right now, okay? Yeah, but what, what's the warrant for? That's all I want to know. Okay, I'm not sure what the warrant is for, sir, but I need you to put the gun down, put your hands up in the air, and come on out. Well, how do I know who you are? Okay. I mean, that... that... Okay, hold on one second. I'm going to switch you to the Sergeant Odom, okay? Yeah. Hold on. All right. So, Two things up. Yeah. <clears throat> one... Uh, when did this happen? Uh, back in 2006, okay. I believe. So just the the demeanor and everything, it felt like 90s, 80s. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, I want to give you a nod to how clear the audio right. is on this, because sometimes we get audio and it sounds like it was recorded at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> and I don't even know, after we've heard the call, what's going on or like anything. That was like crystal clear, all of it. So there's that. But also... The the calmness in this man's voice as the police, as he's in the stand. Yeah, I've been, I have been shot. This is unfortunate. I have uh, been armed. <laughs> I got to say, I don't know why the cops are in my living room. There was the whole killing a man at the strip club earlier today. <laughs> that could, I don't know if that has anything to do with this. But, um, and it's important to point out, he's got a three fifty seven Magnum, which for anybody that isn't into guns, that is a uh, like a modern version of just a hand cannon. Right. That is like <laughs> you it's do like, not want to get shot with a three fifty seven Magnum. It's just low, just a bit lower as far as uh, ballistics than a forty four. Yeah. And you know, depending on the round you use, it could be arguably just as effective. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here, I'll make the story a bit more interesting. I, I guess I could see how if he were drunk 
or or inebriated in any way, goes out, fires off some rounds that he could be sitting in his house going, what could this possibly be about? Um, if he forgot maybe what he did or something like that. So, Is this man on drugs? Yeah. No, no. He, there was no indication of drug use in his How system. How could he not know why the police are... Okay, hold on. Yeah. Rew- Let's say he didn't even kill a guy, right? Right. If I go to a strip club and I pull my wiener out, <laughs> and then they kick me out, and I'm like, well, to hell with this. I'm just going to fire a few rounds into the front door. Yeah. And then I go home. I'm going to go home, make a cheese sandwich, and then wait for the cops. <laughs> Because they're still coming. Right. Yeah, you would think, right? I mean, it's a little You can't no just shoot up a business, Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne, come on. All right, well, this will sweeten up this story a little bit. Uh, Dwayne Herring was actually an attorney. Uh, you know, so this isn't just some schlub. You know, this isn't some guy who could claim, you know, lack of intelligence or something like that. I think like what that. he's doing right now is building an insanity defense. Yeah. Well, uh, he had his own practice even, and he specialized in estate and financial planning. So okay, not you even said had. Had. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can kind of see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. He was married and had two adult sons, according to his firm's website. Um, the, you know, people that knew him said that they were shocked to hear the allegations against him. However, everyone that was contacted by the news media and whoever. They all declined to be on camera, but some offered some text statements along the way. Um, a judge, actually, Richland County Probate Judge Amy McCullough said about Dwayne, she said, Dwayne Herring is a well-known estate and probate attorney. Reports over the weekend are tragic and extremely surprising. I'm guessing she never saw him act up when they were at the strip clubs together, maybe. Right. Uh, you know, he was always was subdued. We are um, in pants. I guess. Uh, well, I would. I would if I was at a strip club with a judge. I'd probably just be very law-abiding. Um, Herring's pastor, Mike, Michael Bullock, said Herring was a member of the St. Martin's of the Fields Episcopal Church. Uh, we're praying for everyone involved. Maybe hoping that he'll get some new uh, visitors based on that. Um, but not to be outdone, in the glowing compliments category, friends of the victim, John John, came out with their own character statements. A friend of John John said he was the person that would do anything for you. He's a person that would shake your hand and help you if you needed anything. Um, I don't know if that was services, <laughs> necessarily. Uh, Dwayne's actions are saying a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, so well during during closing arguments <clears throat> in his trial, each each side tried to really swing for the fences in making their their case. Attorney Dick Harputlian, oh uh, my who, god, he had plenty of time to change his name to avoid being mocked in life. I mean, really, if you are Mister and Miss Harputlian and you crank out a baby, you really going to name him Dick? It- <laughs> Maybe that's an homage to Moby. I don't know, but that's just way too much, too much information into the ears. Anyway, Dick Harputlian, in closing arguments, he decided to trash the victim, John John, by saying he runs and works at 
along with the rest of these people, pointing to all the people in the gallery, at an establishment that sells flesh, women, women that will touch you, according to the two dancers, three dancers that I provided you, will do more than that. Uh, he Whoa. goes on to, yeah, right? That's grounds you know, for murder. <laughs> he goes on to state. What state was this in? Uh, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bible Belt. <laughs> he goes on to say, what happens at chastities is they get people in, they liquor them up or worse, and rip them off. You heard Liz testify. I'm guessing Liz worked there. I think you heard one of the other dancers testify to that. It's a common MO. Um, it's a strip club. So I'm guessing alcohol would be involved in every strip club. Yes. You know, and you're probably the same as a bar. You kind of got to regulate yourself. Also, uh, nobody's ever been ripped off in a strip club. <clears throat> the prices are usually right there. Very clear. <laughs> very clear. <laughs> and all places to deposit your dollars are very, are indicated by more than just signs. Yep. Well, taking a chance to throw some barbs back at the defense, the prosecution summed up things like this. If you believe what Mr. Harputlian wants you to believe, Dwayne Herring has done absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong. Dwayne Herring, Herring was the victim of a drugging. Mm. They were alluding to the fact that, uh, that Dwayne claims that somebody uh, drugged his drink. And that's why all this all this happened. Uh, goes on to say, Dwayne Herring was the victim of a scam. Dwayne Herring at his home was the victim of unwarranted police conduct. This the poor police bastard, came, another came white in guy, blazing away. I know, just taking down another innocent white man. <laughs> exactly, an innocent white attorney to boot. Um, the jury, though, in Dwayne's trial, deliberated about two hours before finding him guilty of murder and pointing and presenting a firearm. Judge Thomas Cooper sentenced Harry Herring to the mandatory minimum prison term of 30 years. Herring was also given five years concurrently on the firearms conviction. Now, interestingly, when he was first arrested, uh, he was treated for his wounds, went to jail, and then was actually transferred for a short period of time from jail to a mental facility so I think I think Dwayne thought he had this wrapped up that he could claim uh, mental instability. Also, I, I will say, like the nine one one call leaned heavily toward Dwayne, like not knowing what's going on. He stuck to that story, bare, you know, pretty strongly. Had no idea what this could possibly be about, but he's an attorney, so I guess he kind of had some inside information. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. In 2012, Herring attempted to have his sentence vacated, arguing that he was being held in custody unlawfully due to what he considered to be an incomplete sentencing uh, based on exculpatory evidence that he felt wasn't considered during the trial. They uh, said, nah, nah, you're staying in. Uh, I don't know what exculpatory evidence would have helped exonerate him in this case. Maybe there were strippers that he shot and hid in the bodies that were overlooked or anyway, he's now 78 and will be released in 5,420 days or 14 years if he lives that long. So Dwayne Herring called 911 on himself, basically. 
And I threw up on a stripper one time. (laughs) I was going to ask you, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen happen or what are weird things you've seen happen in a strip club? Well, uh, first off, I want to say that I picture Dwayne as Boss Hog from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I picture of a fat dude in a white suit with a cowboy hat and a cigar and he's always holding the sides of his uh <laughs> of his suit, you know, whenever he talks and his <laughs> on gut the lapels whenever he, those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I got thrown out of a strip club like a fucking frisbee <laughs> one time for throwing up on a stripper. So. Yikes. It was Jägermeister. Yeah, that was her name? Uh, Portia. That's her <laughs> Okay, Portia. Why are they all these exotic cars? I don't know. No, I, I, don't, I don't know her name. I don't remember <clears throat> her name. But, uh, Fiat. I don't remember much of anything except for the cement. It was cold. <laughs> was that the time that you got thrown out right before you had to go uh, enlist or something? No, that was, <laughs> that was whenever I was with my recruiter. Uh-huh. And we were at a bar, not a strip club, and I got blasted in the face from a stranger. Uh, he nearly knocked me unconscious. He took my shoulder or my head off my shoulders. Uh, he blindsided me. We weren't in a strip club. No, this was on Lejeune. There used to be a strip club right outside the gate called La Mirage. And a lot of uh, people from that area are laughing right now because I think it's been changed. No, it was called Driftwood. I'm sorry. Driftwood. Okay. Um, and I got thrown out of there for, um, there was a stripper on her knees between my legs. We weren't in the back room. We were just at the table and, and she was just talking and I took a shot. I was, I reached over, took a shot off the table and the second it hit my stomach, everything in my stomach came right back up all (laughs) over her shoulders and chest. So I made boob, I made those boobs really ugly. And uh, and then they threw me out like a lawn dart. I wonder why I was called Driftwood. Is it just like, uh, you know, because of the all euphemism? the boners, the wood that's never not just really drifting through, just useful. passing through, <laughs> passing through, <laughs> probably through. Oh man, yeah. So uh, so if you go to strip clubs, don't shoot people. Especially don't don't shoot uh, into doors. You never know what's behind a door. I just I couldn't did. believe how surprised he was that the cops were at his house. I know. And like you said, how calm he was about, I don't know why they've armed me or winged me either. That no brings idea. up another good point. If you've been shot, put a tourniquet on it. <laughs> um, you can make a tourniquet out of anything, a cable, a charger, a stick, and a cable or a rope is all you need. And if you're like, well, what? I don't want to lose my appendage. That's a misconception. You could leave a tourniquet on for many, many hours before the danger of losing that appendage <laughs> comes into play. And also, um, if it's if it if it, if you're when you're tightening up a tourniquet, if you're not completely fucking miserable with how bad it hurts because you've got it so tight, then you need to go tighter. <laughs> That's how. If you're wondering how tight a tourniquet needs to be. As tight as you can make it without passing out from the pain. <laughs> I've seen them put a tourniquet on, especially like they'll put those ones on with the little the little stick that they twist. Yeah. Boy, every yeah. twist of that shrinks that thing by an inch easy. Oof. So good good story, Op. Strippers Thanks. and boss Strippers. hogs and Yeah. It's got everything Three, I love. Three fifty sevens. Three fifty sevens. Drinking. It was a fun one. Um 
Hey, well, it, it's been a, a while since we've had a truly adorable happy ending. So I thought I'd play this next call for our happy ending. When I first listened to it, it sounded oddly familiar. Uh, so I had to go back and make sure that we didn't play it already. And we haven't. So I want you to sit back and enjoy this little bundle of life-saving goodness. Are you ready? Um, yes. <laughs> what were you? I'm ready. You ready for me? Put it inside me. <laughs> Fucking please. Charles County 911. Hello. Hello. My name is Samantha. Your name is Samantha? Mm-hmm. And I'm four. And you're four? Mm-hmm. Is your mommy or daddy home? Um, mommy's sick. Your mommy's sick? Does she need an ambulance? Mommy, she needs an ambulance. Mommy says to help her sugar. To help her sugar? Mm-hmm. Do you know your address? I forgot. Is it Mm-hmm. Is your mommy awake? She's not talking? Mm-mm. Okay, is your mommy breathing? Well, a little bit. A little bit? Mm-hmm. Mommy has diabetes. She has diabetes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to stay on the phone with you, okay? Someone else is sending the ambulance, okay? Okay. All right. So you just keep letting me know what your mommy's doing. If Mommy said she wants a sweet soda. She wants a sweet soda? Yeah, I'm going to go get her. Well, she can't have anything by mouth, okay? You can't give her anything until the ambulance gets there. Okay. You might want to be careful because I left a big toy on. You left the toys in the living room? Uh-huh. Okay. I opened it. The door's open? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you just stay on the phone with me, okay? The ambulance is on its way, sweetie, okay? You're doing really good. Do you see the ambulance outside, Samantha? Yes. You do? I need to get dressed because the only thing I have is my T-shirt. Well, that's okay, sweetie. Samantha? Yes? Go to the front door so that you can let the ambulance crew in and then show them where your mommy is, and then you can get your, your clothes on, okay? Yes. Is that the ambulance crew? Uh-huh. Okay, you need to show them where your mommy is. Hello. Okay. Hi. Hi, salute. You got her? Yep. Okay, let me talk to Samantha again, please. Okay. They want to talk to you again. Hello. Hi, Samantha. You did a really good job for your mommy, okay? Okay. All right, now you can you can hang up the phone and go get your, your clothes on now. Okay. All right, good job, sweetie. Okay, bye. Bye. What a little angel that is. I know, right? I just want to pick her up and hug her. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised. Four years old. Yeah. And uh, just it's funny because we've had a couple where they're like, well, before you come, I got to get my clothes on. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, I'm not presentable. (laughs) She was also clear and concise. We've had adults calling that couldn't muster up. (laughs) Their bearings enough to make that was incredible. I <laughs> tell you what, adorable. Uh, I'm, I, while I was listening to that, I was thinking about when my seven year old was four years old and if she ever had to make a call and how <laughs> we have failed as parents. 
It's but true. Would I would like, be worried. Hello? <laughs> I got a new Briar horse set. And it's blue. And I'm like, I've got an axe in my fucking face. And I'm bleeding. And uh, yeah. And she's like, well, why did you call it? I don't remember, but I got a new Briar horse set. <laughs> Well, and she even warned him. She's like, you're going to have to be careful. I left the toys out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what yeah, a no, trooper, I'd the, man. I'd be in the same boat with my four-year-old to my five-year-old now. Oh, goodness. Yeah, a lot of work to do there to make sure that when we do kick the bucket in front of our kids, <laughs> they know what to do. <laughs> oh, that was scared. just, that couldn't have been better. No, it worked out so perfectly. He came for, he gave the operator her mother's medical history yeah <laughs> she did I'm four years old yeah mom's got diabetes uh she's a little on the hefty side she wants a sweet soda right blood now. pressure usually runs about 140 over 96 i'm just checking her pulse right now please stop talking one two three four five six pulse ox is good i've intubated her with a toy that was just incredible. It was. was incredible. It was. Well, anyway. And the mom was fine? Yep, mom was fine. They got there in time, and they, they helped her out. They gave her sweet soda. Everything was good. So, well, that's all I got for this one. That's my rhyme. That that literally left me feeling good. Like, Yay. I know you call them happy endings, but I feel like good. No. I... I started this whole thing with a lot of like adorable calls and then I got worried. I was like, oh no, I'm going to run out of adorable calls because there's only so many in the world. So I stopped and I kind of just started doing funny calls and stuff like that. And I still have a couple of adorable I think I prefer this. Yeah, I, I do too. I just wish there were more. <laughs> I, uh,. And and I mean it whenever I say that this that call has made me think about I need to work with my little ones about what the if there's an accident and I'm not here yep. uh, or she's not here and something happens because you know I'm always out there with chainsaws and lawn I could, something bad the tree could follow me or something and there might be a situation where they need to call yeah that's got me rethinking. Yeah. Well, and also, if nothing else, for content for the show, the more people that are prepared to have their kids call, the more content we're going to have to use on the show. So that's important. I've thought about this a lot, though. Like you and I, we're both in little tiny boxes. And if you had to guess, like if you kicked over right this second, how long would it be before somebody thought to come down? And then I don't know if you're like me, but when my doors closed... They know I'm working. Nobody bothers me when I'm in the booth. Yeah. So I could, I could be in here until tomorrow. Yeah. Until I think the dog so. smelled something. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll work late at night. So I think my wife might even, uh, she'd probably text me at some point. But I probably, I probably go eight or nine hours before somebody got the gumption to come in and be like, we got to check on him. Yeah. And I mean, with the temperatures in there, that's going to happen eventually. Because <laughs> you are wet. <laughs> I just am nervous. You just one of my favorite people, so I get really nervous talking to you. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm sweating because I'm laughing. That's what I like to say. Uh, well, You're anyway, so steel. <laughs> you know how when light comes in through a window, you can see the particles. In the, I've been looking at the same particle for two hours, and it hasn't moved at all. It's been hovering in the same spot for two hours. 
It's pretty still in here. It's hot. I'll admit it. Oh, man. All right. Well, I love you. I love... Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Hugs, everybody. Bye. <laughs>